are ready. Where's that big smiley, Crucio? There we go. You're in Gan Eden. Welcome to Gan Eden. In case you were wondering where you were. Here you are. You have to feel it. You have to feel it. Hashem, you're in Yeshiva. Yeshiva's Gan Eden. Sit and learn Torah all day. Baruch Hashem. How's your brother enjoying Gan Eden? Nice. Oh, he likes it. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. How do you like our Kuntus Avoida class last night? Yeah. There's, there's, there's no gear. Chap? Yeah. All right. Where are we holding? All right, so we're, we're, we're involved on page Lamed Vav. And we're discussing the idea of this Hizbainus, uh that is going to impact our Nefshalukis. Right, and we ha- started off with the question of the Nefesh keys is already there. Like, wh- wh- why do we have to do this? And we went through a whole discussion yesterday because of all the nonsense in the world uh, that is pulling us in all different directions, and that is really our issue. And therefore, and therefore, we need to be misbinding. And when we're misbinding well, it impacts our seichel, and our seichel impacts our midos, and then our midos. Right then, get excited about Hashem, and that's what we want. And the idea is to get it to the point. The last things that we said yesterday is to get to the point that you have this inner desire to be close to Hashem. Like that's really where it's at. To have that inner desire to be close to Hashem. When a person has that inner desire to be close to Hashem, like then that's oh, that's it. So why do we need to do this whole thing? And the answer is, he's saying, is because of the concealment, the hiding that the Nefesh of Bahamis does to the Nefesh of Lukis. The person has to recognize that the Elokus is the Tachlis Atayv, and that's what he really wants. Not the Inyanim Gashmim. Right um, when I was walking with Adam yesterday, we brought up an important point uh, that we didn't drive home, I think, enough. Is that really the Nefesh Bahamis just wants what's good for me? Right. That's that's the key to remember. The Nefesh Bahamis does not inherently want, uh, you know, an iPhone. It, it doesn't inherently want a, t- a certain type of car, or a certain type of clothing, or whatever. That's not what it wants. It wants what is good for me. So it's been brainwashed into thinking what's good for me is that I should be driving this car. What's good for me is that, I remember that's just going back to our class from about a month ago, we were talking about commercials on TV, right? Like, you know, the guy, the guy is going to, uh, you know, he's, he's driving down the street in his little car and he's making all this noise, ba bum ba bum ba bum and he pulls into Midas. Right, and after he pulls into Midas, you don't have, you, they don't have Midas anymore. I don't know. Back in the day, they had commercials on Midas. You know, maybe Midas. like 30, 30, 40 years ago, and like he's he's like all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. You know, it has to fix your muffler. You have to mix it. You know, I mean, even I remember that from back in the day when I was a kid. I didn't even know what a muffler it was. I mean, what you know, what does a ten-year-old know what a muffler is? But he remembers. Oh yes, you have to go to Midas to fix your muffler, right? I'm brainwashed into my into my system. And all of a sudden, you know, everyone's, you know, the, the commercial has, everyone's like staring at the guy, right? And looking at him like, you know, in disdain and like, you know, total disgust. 
And and then what happens is that he pulls into Midas and he you know and he, after a little while he pulls out of Midas and it sounds so beautiful now all these beautiful ladies are coming over to his car you know and and coming to you know meet this little you know this little guy you know uh, <laughs> you know it what what is what does that have to do with fixing your muffler I mean come on no because they want to put that in your brain. Right, putting it in your brain that what? That this is what's good for me. What's good for me is that I want to be popular. I want to have a girlfriend. I want to, da, da, da. oh, well, if, if I really want that, I better, I better go to Midas, you know? Like, well, like where else are you going to pick up a, you know, whatever, okay. You know, it, in other words, it's, it's, so, it's so weird. If you stop and you sit back and you think about what's really going on, it's so ridiculous. But nevertheless, our nefesh of Ahamis has been so brainwashed into that whole way of thinking that that's the way, that's, that's what happens. So we have to also capitalize on that. We have to capitalize and recognize that, that the nefesh of Ahamis inherently does not want any particular thing. What it wants is what is good for me. And so if I can prove to my nefesh of Ahamis that God is good for me, then my nephew Mahamis is going to jump along on the bandwagon as well. What are we going to say? What's brainwashing the nephew What is all the all the media? All, all the media the that's out there, all the commercials, and not just that. Everyone that you know, this is what they're talking about. You go to a, you know, you go to someone's house. What are they talking about? The latest, greatest, whatever gadgets. I mean, I remember going up. You know, everyone was oh, they have this and they have that. And we were in school. I remember when they had something called Atari. Atari came out, and there was something called Space Invaders. And it was like, oh yeah, you have to get Space Invaders. And they had this thing that you could have a a machine that you plug into your TV. And, 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 it, and it's able to play games. And not only that, you could put another cartridge in it and it'll be a different game. Whoa, that was really something else. You know, you can not only play Space Invaders, but you could also play this game called Pac-Man. Whoa, you could do two things. And then, and then, then it, you know, that, that, that's what happens. And that's what people talk about. And then all of a sudden you think to yourself, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I think I need that. You know, I mean, what, like, life can't be like life without that, right? What are you saying? Like Torah sense, what, what's giving it that energy? What's, what do you mean in Torah sense? Like it's klipa. What? Klipa? Yeah, for sure, it's klipa. Yeah. So the difference between the nefesha is nefesha if the nefesha of Ahamis does not know what is best for it, but still wants the best for it, and the nefesha of know what's best, knows what's best for it, and wants the best for it. Yeah, you could say that. I, I, yeah, it's true. It's true. The nefesha of in other words, it's not that it doesn't know what's best for it. It just wants what's best for me. And... It's open. Remember, we talked about the Begadim Sayim that it talks about. Remember in chapter ten, right of Tanya, that if you, if you think about my analogy of the rose-colored glasses, I think that it'll it'll be very helpful. You know, the person is seeing the world in from rose-colored glasses, so therefore the whole world look ro- looks rose. That is our Nefesh Bahamis. The Nefesh Bahamis has within it the Kayach Hamisava, the Kayach of desire of wanting what's good for me. <laughs> And if it keeps on being told, what's good for me is blank. So then that's what I want. And if I'm, you know, I want to be successful, I want to be happy, right? I want to be popular, whatever. This is what I need. Right? I need to wear this clothing and I need to wear drive this car. And I need to and it keeps on like on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. Is there any way to uh Tilt the Nefesh of Bahamas to like Ruchnia stuff? Well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that if, if the Nefesh of Bahamas will get it, 
if the Nefesh Bahamis will get it, right, then it's possible. Yeah. Um, it sounds like counter what we've been learning in Chassidus a little bit, that you're not supposed to serve Hashem for yourself. You're supposed to try to go beyond self and be more selfless. But now here comes this meditation saying like, actually, if you really want to serve Hashem, because what's really more negative to you is that you're in the Nefesh Bahamis, you should really do it from a selfish perspective because that's what's going to work. So, like, my question is, how do you couple? Why, why, why? It, it's true. It's a very, very important point. And, and it's something that a person has to think about. Why would a person want to do something selfless? Because of Neshama. Right. Okay, the Neshama. Like, where, where does it come from? At first, the first time when someone tells you that, like, why should I do this? What, what's the answer to that question that people answer? Because you're in a shama. No, that's not why people answer it. Because that's what's going to be best for you. It would be good to do something selfless because then you get something. Okay, so then I don't know if it's selfless or not. But, you know, but the point being that, that it has to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. So a tzaddik is able to go and live a life where he's living with his nefesh al-kis constantly and the nefesh al-kis is constantly selfless. It's constantly about the other. Not because it's going to gain something, it's going to get a kickback or something like that. It just realizes that that's what life is about. The Nefesh Bahami is, is it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to get him there, right? But, so therefore, you have to use what will get him at least on the right track, right? So, you're right, you're right. In the, in the ultimate expression of it, it, it needs to go beyond what we're talking about here. But if you remember our discussions on meditations, there's, there's, there's this balance that's taking place. You know, more real, right? More emis, but a lot less practical in my life, right? There's, really, there's Enon Milvado here. You know, that's really the emis. But, you know, how much of that is really practical that I could live with on a day-to-day basis? Well, someone like me... Uh, is not going to be able to live with that on a day-to-day basis, right? On the other hand, on the other hand, something that tells me, like you know, that God is giving me my life every single second and He's giving me my everything, and I, 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 that is a very, very practical way of explaining to myself that this is something that is in my best interest, and it has to come through the seichel. And that's what He's saying here. It has to come through the seichel. That's what is going on. About what? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Different, different. My mom will discuss different things, um, but again, it's that balance. And and like it says in Kuntras Eitzchayim, the Rebbe Rashab says that it's important to, even if you're not holding here, it's important to learn about that, and it's important to think about that. You know, just like we learned in Chapter 14 of Tanya, if you remember, right? What does it say at the end of Chapter 14 of Tanya, second half? That you should try to be, you should still strive to be a tzaddik. That's right. You still strive. Right, you should still try to strive to be a tzaddik, and that's our fulfillment of the swearing that we said in the first line of Tanya, "Tiyat tzaddik." Right, the Alte Rasha, the Alte Rasha. You know, that's really in our hands. Tiyat tzaddik. It's not really in our hands, but but we can, you know, go about these different meditations that it talks about there. And are we going to get there? Mm. 
Lav Dafka, right? But it does say, right? This is the words that it uses over there. Maybe Hashem is going to cause there to be an Ibr Neshama that will come down and impregnate you and et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, that's a possibility. Is it likely? I don't know how likely it is. But but maybe it's it a possibility. But maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but... But for sure, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not doing any of this meditation, if you're not thinking about these things, then for sure it's not, right? All right, back to what we're talking about here. So therefore, okay. This is a this is a is a world changing sentence. This is a world changing sentence. What did I just say? What's that tzadikimol? Even the, Sadiqim the, the that doesn't have a Nefesh Bahamas covering it over, it still needs to do this meditation. Right. Why is that so, so blow your mindish? That's what we said before. Is, hold on a second. Why, why did the Shamas even have to do this meditation? Oh, because they're down in this world. <coughs> Bahamas covering them over. So it's like challenging the premise of that. Uh, it's not challenging that premise, but it's going even a step further, right? The Bahamas isn't even covering them over, yet they still have to do the same thing. So right. People. Good, right, right. So therefore, what? Not, what do we not, learn from that? We're not in heaven. Not, not in heaven. Why? So what's the difference? Okay, that's it. So now, now go back to the keyword that we talked about in the beginning of the paragraph that we were focusing in on. Das. No? no, that's also a keyword. I, I agree with you, but but <laughs> there was a keyword that I I spent like five minutes talking about. I'm not understanding. No, that's in heaven. Yeah. No, that was in the middle of the paragraph. No. Last try. Come on, Adam. Adam. Do me good. He's labshus. Why is he's labshus such an important word? It has to change itself. Because it's in the language of the makabal. And who's the makabal here? The goof. The goof. The goof. Remember, we brought this up three days ago. We said, wait a minute. There's something that doesn't make sense here, right? We're saying that the nefesh alokis, mitzad itself, right? The way it is in Shemayim, right? It's sitting in a state of total fear. It's actually not sitting anywhere. It's standing, right? The Indian abitl, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when it's mislabish in the goof, so that's the issue. So then we spent the last two classes basically describing what? That why is it that we have to do the meditation? Because nefesh bahamis, right? That the reason why it has to happen this way is because of the Nefesh of Bahamias. That's why. And it's all the Nefesh of Bahamias' fault. And that's why we have to do this meditation. And if it wasn't for the Nefesh of Bahamias, we would be like when Mamish and Gan Eden, we'd be, be you know, totally bottled out of Matthias and we would. Uh, 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 uh. So who is, the, who is the one that has to be, you know, has to be changed? It's the Nefesh of Bahamias, the Nefesh of Bahamias, the Nefesh of Bahamias. This is a world changing sentence. What did we just say then? Even if you don't have a nefesh of Bahamias, that is Mastir, which is a tzaddik gamor. A tzaddik gamor does not have a nefesh of Bahamias, which is Mastir. There's no helm there. So go and go and, and knock your head against the wall here a minute. What, how could this be? So that doesn't make any sense. Why is this meditation going to give the tzaddik gamor? A good question, exactly. Why bacharta b'chaim for a tzaddik gamor? He already knows. Like he, he doesn't care about physical life. He, he doesn't care about physical life. Exactly. I'm thinking just on a practical level, the body is separate. 
So it is, since it's something that's separate, it needs to, on a separate level, be filled with other kos. True. That, that, therefore, there has to be some sort of like, he doesn't really, he, his mind, he's not focusing on himself, but I'm in a body that's been separated from the, you know, the, the, the general neshama, oneness of Hashem, I'm in a separate, so I have to permeate the separate body, with, and the only way to permeate the separate body is to like, think, how does this separate body, how is it going to be filled with Ava and Yira? And that's like, for itself, in a sense. Okay, maybe, let's see. But the bottom line is, first we have to understand the, the magnitude of this question. The magnitude of this statement is, is, is blow your mindish. What's inherent in the statement? What's inherent in the statement, Isaac? A challenge to uh, <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've been going to too many for brains. Okay, anyway, yeah. Now, what's, what's inherent in this statement? Yikusil. Teva? What's inherent in this statement? Exactly. You must say that the neshama, even of a tzadik gamar, is completely different, or maybe not completely, but very different than the way it was before it came down into a body. That is a very, very interesting... Why would we think not? Because we thought that the only thing that's changing us is our nefesh bahamias. But then we realized it's not. Now, with this statement, yeah, yeah, yeah. with this statement, before the statement, the whole discussion has been the Nefesh Bahamis is what's affecting us. It's true, it's true, it's true. Well, we did, we, we read Hislapshus, we did talk about that. But the bottom line is that we immediately segued into right. what, we, what we're used to thinking, which is basically it's the Nefesh Bahamis' fault. And in our case, Mistama, it is the Nefesh Bahamis' fault. Because by a regular person, the Nefesh Bahamis is master, it is Maidim. <laughs> Right? That, there is no question about that. But the Chiddush that he's saying here is that even without the Nefesh of Bahamis, the Nefesh of Lokis is a different entity down here than it is upstairs, even by a Tzadik Gamar, which is wild. You had something to say before. Um, backtracking a little bit. What, is, what does it mean the Nefesh of Bahamas wants what's good for me? Like what, is, what does that mean exactly? Um, what it means is that the Nefesh of Bahamis uh, is looking for is looking for what is good for for the person for for the nefesh bahamis so it's looking for you know all the things that it wants it wants stability it wants happiness it wants uh you know comfort um it wants not to be you know to be assured that things are going to go a certain way you know these are all the things the nefesh bahamis is interested in right right and and that's what it's seeking, and it, it's trying to figure out ways to fill that hole, so to speak. That it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel secure. It doesn't feel necessarily happy always. It doesn't feel right. These are the things that are missing. And if you go around in the secular world, you ask, okay, what's missing in a person's life? They're looking for happiness. They're searching for happiness. I'll tell you, searching for happiness. They're searching for a sense of tranquility. Uh, security, right? They're, so, what are they searching for? What other things are they searching meaning. for? Meaning, maybe meaning, right? They're searching for these different things. That's what they're searching for. And therefore, but the problem is that they're wearing the rose-colored glasses. So the rose-colored glasses are saying, oh, well, if you go and buy this, then it'll bring you happiness. If you go on this vacation, then it'll bring you happiness. If you go on, you know, buy this product, if you buy... 
right? And that's what all of the commercials or you know are trying to sell us constantly. That this will be able to, you know, I, I think my wife mentioned this word, you know, whatever it was 25 years ago when she was talking, you know, we talked about this. You know, it's like filling that hole in the soul. Like people are feeling like something's missing. So, so they're trying to figure out what's going to fill that hole. What's going to fill that hole? If I eat another steak, will that fill that hole? You know, or, you know, for the, for the more, uh, uh, you know, for the more, for the more vegan people, though, well, if I eat this, you know, another, you know, avocado sandwich or something like that, I don't know. You know, the point being what, the point being that, that there, there, the nefesh of Bahamas is searching out because it's not content. For the most part, people are not content with life, right? They're not going around like, oh, I'm just so happy and I can just like, you know, what is it? Like, be free, you know, you and me, you know, whatever. You know, that's before your time. That was in the 70s. That's when I was growing up. Was the chants? <laughs> you know? Was, what? Was chants at rallies? No, that was like the songs that they were singing, you know, when, when we were growing up. Tie-dye shirts. You know, tie-dye shirts. <laughs> you know, what, what was it? What was the song? I don't even remember it anymore. But that was like in the early 70s. And I was, you know, I was a little kid. Like I even remember that stuff. You know, it's like, uh, you know, everything. Like that's what pe- people are looking for. For that, people are looking for that meaning. People are looking for that happiness. That's the nefesh bahamis. It's not bad things. They're, they're good things. I, I mean, it's really they're good. They're very, very positive things. The problem is that you know it has a very limited scope of how to get those things or what is going to be able to get them. And therefore, you know, that's people are trying. You know, so then they get into, you know, more like uh, drugs a lot of times or, you know, alcohol and trying to fill it that way. And, and we know that, that doesn't work either. You know, so then it just, you know, multiplies and multiplies and multiplies and whatever. You know, it's, it's different ways of filling that hole in the soul that people are trying. Try this and try that and try the other thing and try, 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 try. Um, and, it, it, you know, it just doesn't work because it, it can't work. It's not going to work. Yeah. Seemingly, that's that can be the key point is that it has a limited scope. The nefesh Bahamis. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just doesn't work. You know, right. because it, because it's not emes, because a car is not going to bring you happiness. Right. It might make it comfortable for you know a certain period of time, but after a while, you know, you, you're you know, it's like it, what is it? It's a piece of metal with some leather inside. You know what I mean? You know, it's like okay, fine. You know, right. Yeah. All those things are like. Kind of things that make a child more happy. So they have. So as we learned beforehand, that a large when a person grows up, they want larger things, larger things. Right. Child is okay and content with these small things as long as you want to Well, he's not really because we see that even in the child, the child is happy for you know thirty seconds and then he's already running and trying to find something else, and that's what winds up happening constantly with the child. Right, so yeah, it might pacify him for you know two minutes. You give him a cookie, okay? If I get, if you act like this, I'm going to give you a cookie, okay? I want a cookie, you know? And so he eats the cookie, and he's like, okay, where's the next cookie? Right? I mean, that's that's really the way we live our lives. Very often, you know, that one cookie is not enough. I need two, and if it's not two, I need four, you know? And so that's it. But going back to what we're saying here, let's go back to to, to the chiddush of this line here. However, is it's not just it's not just the um, it's not just the nefesh bahamis that's there. Harigam heim trichim right? So uh, if you look at footnote number fifty, a second, it says like this: Imkain hine gam alehim neamaru v'charta v'chaim. Even on these people, right, the sadikim gemarim, you need to say the words v'charta v'chaim. Shetrichim avoida 
that they also need the avoda in choosing what they need to choose, which is a little bit of a hard idea to figure out. What were you going to say? Um, I was just wondering, um, the Hazanefesh Bahamas wants everything for the good. Yeah. And he's like looking, 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 looking. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, at some point, does the Nefesh Bahamas like not realize that things are going south and I should probably stop that? And then Well, it does. Else? And then it tries something else a little bit. You know, they just think that the iPhone... Six is just not going to make it. Uh, now they need the iPhone 10 and then iPhone 11, iPhone 12, iPhone 13. Yeah, what are they up to? Like iPhone 25 now, whatever it is, you know? Like, I meant, like, in a way, like, um, like, he ever, like, wonders to himself, like, saying, like, I'm trying out everything and things are just not, not working out. Like, maybe. Well, Yosef, I think that that's, that's a really important point that you're bringing up. I think you're right. And I think that people do go through that. And I, I mean, that was, that was really. What happened in the you know in the six, late sixties the seventies where people were you know after the war in the, you know in the forties right the people were living a life in the fifties of being everything was like square and everything was like you know you know TV dinners and and you know two car garage and two children and you know and, and everything and 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 they began to realize well whoa there's like no meaning here you know and then there was this rebellion against it. And they tried to figure out different things. You know, they tried drugs and they tried to, you know, the, everything, you know, everything goes, no rules, no nothing in society. Um, and then they, you know, then they turned into the uppies in the 80s, right? Those same people that, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a continual thing. And yes, so the answer is yes, people do realize that. And that's what people come to. They, you know, they like start to think, you know, well, what is my life about? What am I doing here? What, what's going on? And most people, you know, they, they try to figure it out, but they, you know, they basically think, you know, well, I don't know if anyone knows, you know, or some people will go, you know, go to the East, for example, you know, going to India and going to China, maybe that they're going to find the meaning of life out there, you know, and then there's people, Baruch Hashem, that come to Yeshiva, you know, have deal, and what, well, Yeshivacation, right, next week, and, and all of a sudden they realize, you know, maybe I should go to Yeshiva as opposed to going to Cancun for my winter break, and it's like, that's a major, that's a major step, right? That's like, whoa, how, how did you decide that? You know, like, you know, everyone's going to Cancun. Why would you want to go to, you know, New Jersey? I mean, come on. <laughs> you can't find a better place to go than New Jersey, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but what about people who also figure out that things are going south and they, and they realize stuff, but then, like, do they, like, stop living a black and la white life and just, um, like live like in a random way? I think that people do. I think that people try. People, you know, people are trying constantly. I mean, that's, you know, all the whole new age movement that came out. You know, people are looking. You know, I think that people are looking for more meaning in life for the most part. Um, but Abdafka, do they find it? You know? Anyway, let's let's go a little bit further here. Right? So this causes there to be an arousal of the Midas of Avayira. Because with regards to this Bechira, you have two different points. Aleph. So the first concept of Bechira is that you're going to choose one of two things. Namely what? What does that mean? Am I going to choose A or am I going to choose B? What's behind door one? Oh, you don't know this stuff. This is way before your time. And behind door number two, you know, right? This is, this is you have to make a choice. Rashi said, uh, not Rashi. The, the, the thing on the bottom here says, 
right? At a certain point, you have to decide, am I going to go to Cancun for winter break or am I going to go to Yeshiva for winter break? That's a very, very dramatic decision that a person can make. You know, a person that is about Shuvah that uproots his life to go to Yeshiva, it, it's a very wacky thing to do. Uh, you know, it's not the normal thing to do, right? So at a certain point, he had to choose. He had to choose that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, take off some time from school. I'm going to take off some time from my career, right? Which is very, very hard to do. The whole world is telling me that I have to go to high school in order to go to college. I have to go to college in order to go to graduate school. I have to go to graduate school so I can get a good job. I have to go to get a good job so I can get enough money to buy a house. And I can buy a house so I can have a car. And that's like this constant, you know, theme that's been played in our, you know, in our minds since we were, you know, uh, you know, maybe one one day old, maybe maybe two days for some of us, right? But for the rest of us, it was one day, right? That that is the theme that is constantly there. All of a sudden, a person decides, you know, well, I think I'm going to take uh, you know a year and go to yeshiva. It's like, whoa, what happened to you? <laughs> you know, where did you? What side of the bed did you wake up on this morning? You know, like, that is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. You know, uh, well, and then they say, well, I guess you know, like, how, well, how 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 is that going to help you with your career? Well, actually, I don't I don't know if it's going to help me with my career. <laughs> You're doing something that's not going to help you with your career. Like like, why would you do that? Oh, because I think it's meaningful. No, no. But besides for that, like, why why would you do that? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like. like it's, it's a crazy choice to make, right? It's the only sane choice. It's the only sane oh. choice. Oh, there we go. It's <laughs> spoken like a true gentleman. Right? What, what did you say? The voice of reason. The voice of reason. I know, right? So that's the first choice. That's what he says. V'habeiz hu habechira im lirtsois or loritsois. Okay, so this is a different, this is an interesting idea. The second point is to choose, do you want this or do you not want this? What does he say in 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 fifty three? Says, "Hainu the davar shehu boicher bo, bechira haachad he adayin bechira klolis." That's just a general way. V'tzarich oid bechira pratis im lirtzois or shelo lirtzois, right? In other words, we have to understand more about what this is talking about. But in general, what it seems to be saying is that there's two basic choices. You have to make a klolistika choice, right? That I want it, you know. I want to, maybe maybe you could say, and we're going to develop it much more as we're going to go forward, but let's talk about it in terms of yeshiva. In general, I, I think I want to become religious, or I want to you know, be, you know, do some things that are more observant, or maybe I just want to go to the Chabad house for Friday night. Now, that's a general choice. It's not obligating me to anything. And then it could be you know, like a much more specific choice. You know, I think I'm going to actually put on tefillin in the morning, you know, every morning. It's like, whoa, really? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm going to do. And so, you know, it, so there's 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 more of a klolistic union, and then there's more of a pratistic union that happens. But we have to describe this a little bit more. Mir Hashem will continue on Sunday morning. Mir Hashem, please everyone do Chazara.